Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Fantasy First Show here at Fantasy or Fans First Sports Network. My name is Jeremy Betts, and I am proud to be a part of an amazing new podcast here where we will be diving into all things fantasy football, but specifically on our Tuesday rendition of the show, uh, looking at the latest injury news as well as waiver wire wish list and a special segment today. Panic or patience, and we might do this a couple times throughout the early portion of the season as players who you drafted high and were counting on for fantasy success are struggling, and uh, what to do about that. Are we going to panic, or are we going to have some patience about these players and see where they end up in a couple weeks? It's going to be fun. I hope you are excited as I am to talk some fantasy football, typically People who play fantasy football are engaged more in the NFL. And so you've probably been on top of the craziness as far as injuries go from a wild week two that has set up a lot of a lot of managers in, in a rough spot, to be perfectly honest. And it is going to be a, a tough go of it when you when you look at these. So let's dive into these injuries real quick just to get us started here on the Fantasy First podcast. The big one happened Monday night. Nick Chubb, he's going to be out for the season with uh, a dislocated knee and potential very serious ligament damage in there as well. Uh, Just a horrific injury. If you haven't uh, seen the play, um, they did not show the replay on live television. And for good reason, I did see it on social media, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And it was very, very brutal. Just a just a horrific injury to Nick Chubb and that knocks him out for the season. And the Browns had some success moving on from Chubb in the second half of the game using Jerome Ford, the second year player that they're excited about, but it would not be out of the question. In fact, it would probably be expected for the Browns to go out and acquire some type of assistance at running back There's been a lot of of chatter about Kareem Hunt already, obviously, because he's still available and he's been a part of this organization in the past, knows the offense would be able to jump in and be an immediate contributor because he's just so familiar with what they do around there. So something to watch there in Cleveland. If you were a Nick Chubb owner, what do you do? We're going to talk about some waiver wire ads later. And then in Thursday's episode, we might even get into some trade talk. So Uh, Take a listen there, but it's going to be an interesting thing for Nick Chubb owners, how they move forward. Hopefully you had some depth on your roster already. Jerome Ford is not a bad ad. We'll talk about him later on as well. A rough week for running back injuries. We have Saquon Barkley also going to miss three weeks, potentially with uh, an injury. And he had his best game of the season in a two-game stand so far on Sunday in Week 2 against the Arizona Cardinals, 27-plus PPR fantasy points. And the expectation should be that he bounces back after those three weeks and is able to go for your fantasy team. And uh, it's not supposed to be a long-term injury, although – We know that these soft tissue injuries can linger, so it's just something to watch. And 
again, if you're missing Saquon Barkley for three weeks, maybe you can just stash him on your IR spot and hope for the best that somebody, anybody can fill in that role for you and provide you with some quality reps in the meantime. And again, we will get to some of those potential options later, but obviously we'll be monitoring Saquon Barkley's status over the coming weeks. But it's safe to say that the outlook for him is good overall. It doesn't appear that he will be out for too long a time. And that is good news for fantasy owners who finally saw some breakout performance from Saquon Barkley in week two. Let's move on to Anthony Richardson was lighting the world on fire for the Indianapolis Colts before a concussion, self-reporting concussion, or self-reported concussion uh, from Anthony Richardson after his second touchdown run. Bounced up off the ground um, pretty hard, and but he, he, he got back up. He was excited, dancing around with his teammates after the score, but then things just kind of fell apart for him, I guess. And he, he ended up self-reporting a potential concussion. They uh, looked him over and decided that he should not return to that game. So watch out for Anthony Richardson this week. His, his availability is definitely in question for the Colts in week three, a guy that is getting fantasy managers excited though, with his usage and his talent and skill set already looking to be a potential QB one discussion for Anthony Richardson on a weekly basis if he's healthy. So we're watching you, Anthony Richardson, and uh, again, hoping that you get better very quickly and the concussion does not keep you out through week three. Let's move on to Devonte Adams, who it's been said is good to go by Josh McDaniels head coach there in Las Vegas. They are playing the Steelers on Sunday night football in week three and uh, Adams was tested for a concussion. It looks like that it was precautionary that they took him out of the game when they did and that he will be back to full strength in week three as well, which is good news for the Raiders and good news for your fantasy team as well. He has been putting up outstanding numbers already this season. And man, it's going to be it's going to be good if these guys that we are watching very closely can get back sooner rather than later. All right. That's going to do it for the injury watch here on the Fantasy First podcast. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some waiver wire wish list, some guys that you do not want to miss on this week's waiver wire that can help your squad, especially if you are struggling with injuries to a key starting position, as we talked about. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We will be right back on the Fantasy First podcast. Welcome back to the Fantasy First Podcast. Let's jump into this waiver wire wish list. We are we are looking at players that have performed well, especially in week two, that look to be garnering larger roles for their respective teams. And it is time to 
grab these guys if you have not already, if they are still available in your league. And uh, so I'm looking at players who are uh, not rostered in at least 50% or at at least 50% uh, rate in leagues. So these guys have, have probably obviously moved up by the time you listen to this, uh, they might, it might be too late. So hopefully you're, you're getting to listen to this show quickly in regards to your waiver wire wish list here. Let's start off at the top with Indianapolis Colts running back Zach Moss, who had a heck of a game um, in week two. Really looks to be the guy there until until uh, Jonathan Taylor comes back. And Zach Moss finishing with 20-plus fantasy points in PPR leagues this week. Looking really good doing so. Has a motor, can get moving, scored a touchdown. And you really like his production that he's able to provide for you. So Zach Moss is definitely somebody that you want to have on your roster. So put in that waiver claim for Zach Moss. You won't be disappointed. A guy who can at least provide you some good depth over the, the course of the next couple of weeks and maybe longer if the Jonathan Taylor contract situation or injury situation push more into the regular season. Let's stay at the running back position. And move into Baltimore, where Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are in a timeshare, but a a quality timeshare in relief of J.K. Dobbins. Gus Edwards scored a touchdown on Sunday, and so you're probably not looking at massive production from either one of these guys, but if you need a solid 10 to 15 points in PPR leagues um, specifically, Gus Edwards and, and Justice Hill can probably get you there on a, a fairly regular basis. So keep these two guys in mind as you put, submit your waiver claims this week. Let's go to some wide receivers here that I really like as well. 2-2 Atwell is just on fire. And it's really quite insane what we're seeing in Los Angeles uh, for the Rams. Matthew Stafford feeding two guys in a rookie in Puka Nakua who is leading the league in catches as a rookie, the just setting NFL records left and right with his, his catch numbers and target numbers through two weeks. It's insane. But Tutu Atwell kind of flying under the radar there playing good football, a consistent receiver and a consistent playmaker for Matthew Stafford, who looks his way and trusts him. And uh, we thought maybe Van Jefferson was going to be, kind of the wide receiver to own outside of Cooper Cup, but it is not turning out to be that way. You've got to get one of Puka Nakua or Tutu Atwell on your squad. So if these guys are available in your in your league, Puka Nakua as well, if he's somehow still on the waiver wire, go out and get one of these two guys because they are going to continue to uh, rack up points and target specifically in the absence of Cooper Cup usage is fantastic there. Another wide receiver I like after a great performance in uh, week two is Tank Dell. And we've seen it already. This Houston Texans squad is not afraid, even with a rookie quarterback, even with a young offense and a bad offensive line out there, to just get out there and sling the football and throw it a lot. C.J. Stroud with nearly 400 yards passing in his second start as a Houston Texan. And... Tank Dell was on the receiving end of a touchdown pass 
that we saw him in the preseason really light it up. He's got a skill set that translates to the NFL, and he's starting to to pop a little bit for the Houston Texans. So a guy to definitely stash, especially if you're in deeper leagues and he's somehow still available, a potential weekly starter in some deeper leagues. So get this guy on your bench ASAP. Marvin Mims Jr. in Denver. Two big catches, a touchdown in this game, and just went off. And uh, we know that Sean Payton likes to mix in a variety of receivers in his passing games, but he has guys in specific roles. And Zach or uh, Marvin Mims Jr. is playing the role of speedster deep ball guy, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. And he is he just lit it up in week two. So a guy to definitely watch a guy, a guy to stash on your uh, bench as well. So go get him off the waiver wire. And then a couple tight ends here to talk about Sam Laporta continuing to uh, garner targets in a Detroit passing offense that is, is very efficient and will uh, stay uh, explosive throughout the season. So go and get Sam Laporta. If you've got a struggling tight end, Kyle Pitts specifically, we'll talk about him in just a minute. It, you've got to go out and, and find some help and Sam Laporta available in over 60% of leagues still. Um, go get Sam Laporta. He's going to be incredible. Luke Musgrave as well for the Green Bay Packers. They're going to to garner targets in their offenses and they've got good quarterbacks and uh, high-powered offenses at times as well. So it's it's a good thing to go and get these guys on your waiver wire and at least stash them on your bench while you wait for uh, your starting tight end to get going. But eventually you might have to turn to these rookies uh, for some production from your tight end spot, which has, has looked rough so far in 2023. Hunter Henry, his usage isn't extremely enticing as far as target share and uh, the overall numbers go, but he gets a lot of targets in the red zone. So uh, high value targets at the very least. And, you know, uh, when you're in a tight end position that is just struggling to score points overall, I mean, Pat Fryermuth, Kyle Pitts, a ton of guys just not, not coming through for fantasy managers, a guy who gets red zone targets, a, a touchdown is enough to put you maybe in the top 10 uh, in tight end points in a week. So Hunter Henry it has a role in this in this offense in New England, and it he has to be somebody that you're that you're looking at moving forward as well. <clears throat> Jake Ferguson has a nice target share in Dallas, somebody to keep an eye on there. And kind of as a deeper stash for your tight end room. But as the course of the season progresses, as the Dallas Cowboys get in games where they're going to have to throw the ball more in some shootout style fashion, then he's going to get more involved as well, working underneath in the Dalton Schultz role that we've seen be successful for fantasy purposes in the past. So go out and stash Jake Ferguson while you can. His stock is only going to rise as we continue moving forward. All right, that was the waiver wire wish list here on the Fantasy First podcast. Let's close it out with a little panic or patience. 
And we're going to highlight some guys here that are struggling through the early portion of the season as far as fantasy production goes. And what do we do with them? Let's start in the Steel City, Najee Harris. It's time to panic for Najee Harris. He looks, he just looks bad. He looks slow. He doesn't look explosive by any stretch of the imagination. Jalen Warren is really creeping up and, and earning a larger role here, and deservedly so. He is more explosive. He he looks better on the football field. So Najee Harris might be time to panic a little bit with a guy that you probably drafted in the top three rounds, potentially. And uh, I know I was touting his potential for a big year, going into the season so far it has not happened it's time to panic a little bit he is no longer a plug and play start in fantasy especially uh in 10 12 player leagues or sorry 10 to 12 team leagues he he's not somebody that you have to start so matchup based guy once the Steelers offense gets rolling a little bit maybe he improves but it's not a great offense right now he is not getting a great workload and he's not being efficient with the workload he's getting. So it, it it's time to panic a little bit about Najee Harris, Javante Williams. Let's have some patience with Javante Williams because his workload is pretty solid. He is in a committee in the backfield with Samaj P Ryan, but you still like Williams overall ceiling better. He is the more explosive player and as time moves on here in this Denver offense and the Sean Payton system continues to work its magic and, and grow uh, into something that we, we hope will be a more explosive offense, Javante Williams figures to factor in greatly into that situation. So go out with Javante Williams and have some patience. He could boom anytime. Jameer Gibbs... The same conversation, especially now with David Montgomery going to be missing some time, probably three weeks for him as well. Um, it, it, Jameer Gibbs, you've, you've got to get – he's a must-start right now. He he is for sure. The usage is going to improve. He's he's going to be their workhorse back, I would assume. Craig Reynolds is, is in that backfield, but you've got to assume that the, the highly drafted rookie is going to garner a lot of those touches and targets – in the absence of David Montgomery. So have some patience with Gibbs, start him again this week, see what happens. If he underperforms again as the guy in Detroit, then we might start having some concerns, but it's time just for patience with him. Let's go to a tight end that I've mentioned already. Kyle Pitts. It is full on panic mode for Kyle Pitts. For some reason, the Atlanta Falcons forgot that they drafted him fourth overall just a couple years ago. And uh, for some reason, they believe that he is maybe a seventh round pick from from a few years ago. <laughs> just an afterthought in this offense. They have just no desire to get him the football. And I don't know if that is scheme necessarily or if it's just a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter not being fluid with where he wants to go with the football. But the Kyle Pitts experiment might be the most frustrating experiment in tight end history because this was going to be the guy. This was going to be the tight end of the future. This was going to be the guy to jump up into that Travis Kelsey tier, and he just hasn't done it, and it has been so disappointing. It is time for panic on Kyle Pitts. 
you just can't start him almost anymore until we see something out of him. Go start a touchdown dependent tight end like Hunter Henry instead. You'll probably end up with more success if you do that. Chiefs wide receivers. Got to throw them in here too. It's not a panic on these Chiefs wide receivers. There's not going to be any one of them that is consistent week to week. So I think it is time to panic for this. These guys, keep them on your bench. Obviously, you're not going to drop any of these guys, but plugging them and playing them in a flex spot or as a wide receiver too, potentially on your roster is is a dangerous ball game. And you don't want to do that too much. So that is something to watch as well. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the inaugural episode of the Fantasy First Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back for more. We're going to be running two shows on a weekly basis, Tuesday and Thursday. The Thursday show, uh, trying to get you ready for a Thursday night matchup, as well as some DFS lineup questions that you might have. Players to watch, sleepers for Daily Fantasy for Sunday. We will be taking a look at all of that on the Thursday show as well. But for now, thank you for joining us here on the Fans First Sports Network on the Fantasy First podcast. It's been fun. We'll see you next time.